You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. That, that that's Nat. Oh, smile. That that's music to torture to from <laughs> Nat King Cole. <laughs> Bing is for doing, and we are doing our fourth episode of the Blacklist, and four is a magic number because everyone's here. Because we're all here. It's amazing. It's a goddamn amazing. Congratulations to us. And yes. Joe did not believe it, so he actually, if you're watching on YouTube, he's yes. taking photos of all of us I did. to preserve this oh, moment. Yes, yes. yes. Smile. As he's King smiling. We're all smiling. Uh, Blacklist, yeah, episode like four. Ooh, it's like wavy lines right here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Nando Val has yes. joined us. Yes. Thank you. I, and you know what? I, I want to thank you guys. For, for those um, fans who are a little... Thank you. I even got my own little fanfare. Yeah. For those fans who, who love listening to your show, which is a top-rated AfterBuzz show, oh. on Monday nights right after... Uh, they watch it on NBC. Uh, we're doing this on Tuesdays for for the time being because I have a conflict on Monday nights, and you guys so gracious, everyone so graciously wanted me to, to do this, and we're willing to do this. So I hope I hope you guys, if you guys want to rate us badly, can say, "Oh, it sucked ever since he moved it to Tuesdays because of that guy." <laughs> then it's my bad. Listen, then it's it, my bad. They made it very clear to Nando: if you leave the seat at the club, uh, the gentleman's club on Monday nights open, someone else yeah. can take it. So <laughs> the gentleman's club. Tiffany, That's what I said. I tried to say the gentleman's Dude, club. I'm so in love, Tiffany. Man, if I leave there, someone. <laughs> Someone else is going to take her. Someone else is going to take her to the champagne room. I got to be there. You got to be there Monday night. I do. He has no choice. I guess. It's well, a that, commitment. That uh, that uh, eloquent, lovely, uh, deep voice you hear is that, that of Joe Sanfilippo. So it's like, nice to see you guys, Woo! or not see you, but hear you, or not hear you, but be seen and heard by you. And directly across from him is, is Nando Velasquez. Yes, thank you. He's back, and of course, as always, never missed a day. Not a one. Julia, not Keely. yet. I get an A plus. Yes, you so do. he gets a gold star. Gold star. Yes, and I'm star. here too. I'm Joe Braswell. I haven't missed a day. I don't get a gold star. And stop looking. I have a be- stop looking at my beard. It's oh. freaking me out. Why? It's a beard. No, it's the gray. color of the beard. It makes I'm you. It, gray. Gray. it makes you look ten years younger. Distinguished. <laughs> Like 60 now. <laughs> no one cares. No one cares on iTunes. No one cares on YouTube. It's at the, I'm going for the, the black Mandy Patinkin. That's what they're, <laughs> they're trying for. I hope you, you got to get some more crazy in that beard. Yeah, if you, you get some more crazy in that beard, you're gonna be you're gonna get it going. Mandy Patinkin is solid. Homeland. Okay, anyway. uh, no question. Let's, yeah. let's get into this because uh, you know it. people start complaining like, hey, well, I want to hear about the blacklist. I want to hear about beards and freaking dudes. <laughs> so. In fairness to them, I think they're right. They're right. Yeah. They're right. Okay, so the Blacklist episode four, The Stew Maker. The Stew Maker. Man, so uh, we got got ourselves a series. Yeah, we do. I am in 100%. Oh, are you? In. Because you were like cut out. I was waving. I was on the wire there for a little bit, but guys... 
guys. Yeah. I'm in it. Good. To win it. In it to win it. Good. Because I'm in too. I've always been in, but I'm really. Fist pumping. Fist oh, pump. There yeah. it is. I, I'm, yeah, I've been psyched about this show since May, so I'm glad I'm finally doing the show with yeah. you guys. Yeah. Well, your idea. <laughs> it was your idea. idea. <laughs> yeah, it's true, isn't it? We got to do the blacklist. Guys, the blacklist. Really I'm the not show. doing the blacklist. the blacklist. It kind of Let's fits in, it. especially this episode. It kind of fits in with all the other shows we've done, like Hannibal. Yeah. And following. It kind of fits in with all that genre. I really felt like somebody gets cooked in acid twice. Yeah. Two different yeah. people. I love it. Well, I felt, I felt like I was watching. I'm like, am I watching Hannibal? I've got a little Hannibal flashback. Yeah. yeah. Very Hannibal, Dexter, Breaking Bad in uh, there. I mean, you got yeah. an old guy practically in his tidy. Well, you didn't see his tidy whiteies. Oh, no, pretty much was, naked. It was implied. Yeah, it was full blown nude. But kind of Walter White looking guy with the, and the mask and everything. And No teeth. No teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into it. Let's, let's talk about it. So we have this episode. Um, we, you know. Uh, we're starting to settle into this to this blacklist and what this is. We're seeing, starting to settle into Spader's role on on you know sipping Bordeaux in, in hotel suites and private jets and wearing hats. And but it's it, empty. But it's empty because he's all alone. All the finest things in the world, but no one to share them with. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. But we're we're getting used to how this works. Um, you know, the FBI, Spader and his henchmen, Spader alone, Lizzie, the blacklist. So what might. What I want to start off with is I'm still confused as to what the actual blacklist is. Is this a list that Spader has? Because it sort of seems like he, the last two episodes especially, he sort of stumbled on these blacklisters. It wasn't like, let me check that. Oh, well, you know, list number 37, the Stewmaker. It's like, you know, something else is happening, and it just so happens that Lizzie has a connection to what just so happens to be a blacklister, and it just so happens that Spader's a guy to, to know that. Which is great, just like and, last week. And but, I like that they're always conveniently in and around the D.C. area. It is very nice that man, people are brought to the D.C. area for them list, to get up. That's, a, that's where a lot of, a lot of the well, blacklist goes down Especially when, uh, when Red can just fly to Haiti when he feels like yeah, it. Yeah, just, you know, yeah. why not? Now he's, he's Take got, my own jet, go he's to got Haiti. No leash. That's pretty yeah. great. Nobody I'm an international cares. criminal. I have to keep up appearances. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Nobody cares. He does have the, you know, the, the chip embedded. So. Yes, DARPA. That's true. Yes, the, the DARPA, DARPA chip. chip. So yeah. He can go wherever he wants. He can go to the moon. You shouldn't. I don't know. No, but right. it, but isn't that but, interesting that he goes to Haiti and no uh, radar, nothing on the FBI knew. goes off, and it's like, oh wow, who's in Haiti? Nobody's following him. Nobody cares. Not it's even like, a, it's one of their top girl. one of their top ten uh, criminals. And even though they, he got immunity for past crimes, he can still commit crimes. Oh yeah, apparently he can still do dealing. And he is. And he is. That, International. That, that, is a good, that is a very very good point. But let's. Someone's going to have to ask uh, your boy Harry Lennox and figure out what's going on there. Uh, Harold's going to have to explain this. I have an answer. I'll say this for a little later. It's Nairobi's fault. No, Nairobi. <laughs> the council is. That's my matrix. So I, you know, I, I've got a lot of. I really did some hard. I did some hard uh, self-examination. Uh, some hard. <laughs> wait a second. Found a lump. You got a lump. <laughs> That's a lump. I did. I, I looked in the mirror and I, I thought long and hard about all my criticisms of the show and all the grand criticisms of all the particular actors, including Diego, including uh, you know uh, Linux and, and all of them. And uh, I, I, I've done a one eighty on the entire show. All of my all of my hardline criticisms of the show, I've done a one eighty on them, and I'll, I'll explain that shortly. But before that, I want to just just get your general impressions of, of the episode itself. I mean. I mean, you say you love this episode, Julia. What, 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 did you, what, what, what did you think about this episode? What, what did you love about the episode? Um, I loved this episode. Had um, for, first of all, I've I've been waiting for a criminal like this on this show to come about. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a sucker for the grotesque, gory, yeah. disgusting, really super creepy bad guy. Right. And this guy was 
way creepier than anything we've seen so far on this show. Well, he's show. more serial killer than, like, master criminal, though. I guess they're kind of one and the same, but he had, he's, he's had, the, you know, all the serial killer traits and elements. He's like yeah. a serial killer for hire. He's, yeah. he's like the world's laziest serial killer because he doesn't even have to hunt anybody. They That's just pretty true. much give him an assignment right. yeah, and they hand him a body. Although, let's be real, though. When he set up that room, I was like, this is professional. This, I mean, oh, yeah. if, if I was to murder someone in a room, I don't think I'd go to the I don't think I'd have the patience. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think I'd stop murdering people if it involved that much work. Well, <laughs> I'd be like, I am just, I, I don't have the energy right. to murder anybody. He, he's meticulous in the preparation, but he really doesn't go out there. He kind of expects no, people exactly. to deliver, you know, clients to his web, his, yeah. his victims to his web. Yes. He has a plan. Mm. He does have a he plan. He enjoys carrying it out. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, you know, we have, we have you were saying you, you're looking for a good villain. We have one. Yeah, we finally had one. Um, I also liked the, the overall tone of this episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was, that was a problem I had had in the, in the last couple episodes. It just was lacking, uh, you know, sort of that, that tone I'm talking about. You know, it was yeah. lacking that. And this seemed a little bit more focused. Um, they had some really awesome shots that I was really enjoying. Some camera angles that were really interesting. Joe Carnahan. Joe, Joe Carnahan. Carnahan yeah, who directed also directed again. the pilot, which yep. I think this is the best episode since the pilot, if not my favorite. Yeah. Nice. Uh, me too. By the way, I really enjoyed this episode a lot. Joe, what, what are your general impressions well, for you? I was I was out on episode two. I, I don't know if you guys heard. If you heard the podcast, I didn't. I was not here for episode three. I was out of town. But for episode two. I, I was just bumming. I was like, "This show, we got 22 weeks. This is if this is what we're gonna do. This is no fun." And episode three came roaring back. Episode four, I think, is just hitting its stride, and I'm, I really, really enjoyed it. And I was so cl- I was so grateful last night. Like I'm watching, I'm going, "Thank God, you don't suck." <laughs> so, um, but uh, I think for me, what I what I what I took away from the episode that I really like is we're we're really starting to get comfortable with the idea of what what it is that Spader's uh, requisites to be on the blacklist are he did he wasn't interested in Lorca he you know run of the mill you know mid level uh, drug guy that that's uh, you guys have been doing a mediocre job taking care of that for years that's not really my problem uh, I'm, I'm going to Haiti that's I'm not interested in him and then when it came the stewmaker came up then then he got involved but with the stewmaker the difference was. Uh, I think the difference is that we're starting to learn a little bit is that there's a personal, obviously there's a personal deal between the Stewmaker and Spader's character. Mm-hmm. Somewhere yeah. along the line, he yeah. went and pulled that picture from his from yeah. his his, his, uh, his book. So obviously something personal happened. So I think we're trying to get, we're starting to get an idea of of, of what his criteria are. Like uh, one of the things that Diego's, uh, that, that, that uh, Agent Don Rester said to, uh, to to Reddington toward the end with Lorca, he's like, oh, well, Lorca escaped. He's like, uh, he's like you're not going to let him go. He was rude to you. You didn't like that. You're gonna and and, and it's totally right. Yeah, like you, he was rude, and yeah, well, he's on my jet. So it was that <laughs> was great. cool. Like, I love like, that we don't even cool. know what happened to him, but, but we, we know. just left there. We know, right? But we don't I love know. that. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like you know, well. don't be a douche. Don't <laughs> <laughs> don't be a douche to Red. That's it. Like Red will have you snapped up for douchey <laughs> behavior. Number one, don't yes. be a douche. Uh, I, I I agree with all that. I will have to say, Amanda. What what what's yeah. that? Yeah. Well, I I, I want to say. I want to reiterate again, from May, when we were trying to decide a show, because we knew following wasn't going to come back till January, and I don't even know if we all want to be on following, uh, or if we can, just oh. because of, you never know, schedule permitting. Oh. But, uh... Well, Shots oh, fired. It's a following, right? Well, no, you, you dissed it a little bit last week. I heard duck, last week's podcast. Duck bacon duck. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't give me that. You gave it a little bit. All right. All right. And, I, and even some of our audience even said, we liked, the sh- we liked what you did. We just didn't like we're the show doing, as much. We'll be back. We'll be back for the following. Okay, Go we'll on. be back for the following. Joe, Joe owns me. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> 
But in May, I really loved this show. The pilot, I thought, was the best pilot I saw out of all of them. Episode two, I agree with you, Flippo, uh, wasn't as good. Usually what happens is the pilot, they, they pack everything in, and then once they get the order, it's like, okay, now we got to start a weekly. So it's like they're almost starting from square one, trying to develop the stories. So I like that they're getting a groove. I love that we're getting to see more of Red's motive. Yeah. So I do mm-hmm. agree with you there. That whole speech he had, which we'll get into, I guess, with, with him and the Stewmaker. I really like that story he told. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I also love the care that he seems to have for Lizzie. This week, it seemed like he, he didn't have an ulterior motive. He really went out of his way to rescue her, uh, you know, from uh, from the Stewmaker toward the end. I mean, he had a motive in the end, but it seemed like genuine interest and, and even showed a bad side of himself. And I loved the fact that we got to see wrestler doing something we like I, I, this is what we need to see in this show yeah. yes. we need to see i love the idea that red doesn't want to talk to anyone else but lizzie but we need to see these other characters develop and they're all angry because they can't play with spader pretty sure. much they can't they can't play with red so well, now here's was just angry here's angry. Yeah, he's just angry but now we get to see him in a scene with red and we get to see how red treats him yeah in an op, in, in, in an op, you know. Mm-hmm. So we just—he doesn't give right. a crap. You fend for yourself. Right. Right. He's FBI. You start under the bus. They yes. won't see if you can get up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's not going to throw you under. There. I'm going to stick you under there to start with. I love that scene. That it's was so awesome. Scene. I love seeing the way he treats the other FBI agents, and we need to see more of that. Maybe we this need to see agent, less Lizzie. F- FBI agent Don well, to see that. This is, this is what I've been saying, and I, I appreciate that, and I agree. But what I felt about this episode is I really felt. Uh, a sort of settling into the show and settling into these yeah. characters. I felt like, you know, I mean, all, uh, you know, people and people, well, the, the reviews have been all positive and we've had our, our problems with it. And there's a lot of discussion in this culture of sort of like, you know, instant discuss everything every five seconds like we're doing on the show right now. But, you know, this is again, this is a long season. Like, this, they have, a, they have 20 plus hours to tell the story. They're, they've done three episodes now, four so far. Like, it's a little unfair of us to be like, well, what about, what are we going to know? And I need to find out. Like, 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 in 22 hours, I, I probably I'm really, really starting to trust uh, what's happening here with the writing, and I'm really starting yeah. to trust what's happening here with these developing these characters. It's better that a show starts off slow and builds than yes. a show starts off huge, like like another show we used to do, and yeah. uh, and all of a sudden it's like, what the hell's going on? Shots, shots fired. Or or well, not even that. I mean, I'll mention another <laughs> show like, home, like Homeland. You mentioned Homeland. Homeland's yes. a perfect example. Amazing first season. But now they got to take a step back, and it's a little bit like WTF Homeland yeah. type stuff. Well, I, you get. I, well, well, I'm going to talk about. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can talk about Homeland all day long, but I, I, I'm a defender of Homeland because it's the same thing. And but what does remind me of Homeland? Something you said. I thought about you when you were saying Joe Flippo. You, you, pointing, pointing point hard. You. That's a hard point no, from a man saying, with like, a gray beard. You know. Uh, sorry, that was love. That was love. <laughs> You're pointing. I'm sorry, my bad. Go, 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 go. Right. The point. The point is, is that when uh, you said. Uh, in episode two, you were like, you know, I think they're writing themselves into a bit of a corner. I don't know how they're doing this, right? And it reminded me of what you know, um, Howard, Howard Gordon said on he's one of the, one of the um, on the Homeland people. He said like what they try to do is they they want to write themselves into a corner, like, like they want to write themselves in the corner to see if they can get out. And that makes for good storyline and good and, and good storytelling. If you have a good a group of good writers, if you trust your writers. And same with same with the Americans. You want to write yourselves into these corners and put your put your people in position and see if you can get out. So I, I have no problem with that. I, I, I kind of get to, you should have to trust the the showrunners and the and, and people. Who, you want to think that you're in good hands. Is what I'm trying to say, and I believe that I'm in good hands. I was concerned about that as episodes two and three. Like, am I in good hands? I feel good hands with Spader, but am I in good hands? And now I, I start to feel like this thing is settling in because we're starting to see, uh, you know, 
the you know Reddington's character settle in, Lizzie, uh, even 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 Harold. You know, he's sort of settling in. You're really getting to see sort of the space for these people to operate and be yeah. able to flesh themselves out. And to do that in episode by episode four gives me a lot of confidence that by, by episode ten we're going to be really comfortable. By the end of the season, we'll be loving it. By season three. You know, who knows? So, so we're, we're, in, we're in good hands. Come to, uh, come 2017, things are going to be jumping off. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're jumping off now, right? I mean, we, we, no, we, I agree we, with we, you. And, and I'll, I'll say this, and I, I missed last week, but uh, one of the things that I, I think they did with, with Lizzie last week that I really liked that's worth mentioning again is it gave the character so much more interesting, so, made the character so much more interesting to me, is she was with the Chinese uh, operation where, where they were like, hey, you'll go down with him, blah, blah, blah. When when uh, when when Diego and and uh, when, when Harry Lennox and and uh, I'm sorry I'll, I'll use their, their 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 character names and Harold and, and Rester were, were were convincing her to go with Spader into this Chinese op. She's she's like I'm not doing it. No, right, like yeah. straight up. And that that made that made everything make more sense to me because we, this is day five for her. Why in the hell would she be doing this? Right. And and I think that was great. And I think one of the other things they, they addressed last week that was terrific is they really had her asking him like Why me? Why? Right. You have to you you. That's the whole reason she went. And he didn't really answer, but. Well, one of the benchmarks, I think, of a good series, too, is, is is the fact that if you can go, especially in a procedural network style, if you can go, all I want is to be able to look at an entire episode. Like, I watched the episode, and I was thoroughly entertained. It had a beginning, middle, and I loved the episode, and it still made me ask questions about what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe answered a few questions about the past. And it sort of, it, it, the episode was a self-contained episode that I really enjoyed, like a great story that also had enough serialized elements to keep me, to keep it moving. And I think that's really all you can ask for in, 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 in a, Agreed. In, 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 so, so every episode is like that, or even better or worse than that, they were in good shape. I really, I'll just reiterate this. I love what they're doing with the whole, um, you know, Lizzie and, and Tom, is that his name? That's yeah. Tom. Yeah, Lizzie and Tom, that sort of like, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith slash Americans, like, you know, who, the spy versus spy thing inside. I don't trust that MF, by the way. I know I you do. love him. I like him. <laughs> well, I, I think I, you're wrong. You're just staring at his eyes. I, uh, you're staring yeah. at his and, eyes. And now yeah. I question my friendship with your husband. There's, if that's, if you trust him, yes. I don't know that I trust your husband anymore. And I've known him for 10, 12, 14 Eric, years. Eric Keeley's a spy. Hey, he must be a spy. <laughs> I knew it. I knew If Julia couldn't pick guy. it up. <laughs> she, I don't know. I'm not much of judgment. And I love Eric, too. No, I... I, I can defend this. Okay, well, I I'll, I'll, I'll let you get that in a second. But I, just, okay. I, but I love that. Just, just to wrap this up, I love what they're doing there. Um, I love that we're getting more into Spader's his motivations. It seems to me so far, Spader seems to be eliminating these people in the blacklist. I mean, has there a black? Has there been a blacklister that survived? Not yet. Not four, yet. four blacklisters, four deaths, right? How yeah. many blacklisters? Well, no, no, no. Well, the Chinese the guy Chinese didn't get killed. But he wasn't on the blacklist. I thought he was. No. Oh, he's a blacklister. He was, he was a blacklister. Was he, a blacklister? He, was 80, he was number yeah. 84. Yeah. He was a blacklister. He was just helping the FBI to, to save that guy. But, yeah. Yeah. Didn't they come to him? I know, but that's the whole point. This is, it, they, they, oh, okay. it, this is my whole thing yeah. about like. But he didn't get away. No, he didn't get away. Yeah, but, but he nobody's got picked got up. Away, but he, but but he, he didn't get killed. Yeah, but still. Okay, so three for four. Well, well I, I think there are times when he eliminates because, uh, I, 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 again, this is this is the code of the the code of Spader, the Spader code. Mm-hmm. That, that you know, if you if you're if you do th- if you if you're a criminal that does things he does not approve of, if you cross a line, mm-hmm. or if you cross him personally, which obviously the Stewmaker did. I mean, otherwise, uh, I, I think he really enjoyed throwing him in that vat of acid. I think that made him very happy. I love that the blacklist. I love, I love that the blacklist. Well, there was a personal. Have these, ven- it was a personal. I think that, that's that what I'm saying. I think that was personal. Yeah, uh, I, I, think I, I love that the blacklist just have these like names. I need, I need names like that. The Stewmaker. Yeah. yeah. 
the contractor. Well, first of all, the FBI <laughs> doesn't even. You, you, these are names that usually the FBI give people, like to, right. to identify people, but they don't even know who these people are. But yeah. Spader, for some reason, like the criminals have their own super super names, you know, like their own we little code names. In their own culture. Yeah, in their own culture. They right. have their own little lingo. I'm sorry, Joe, you, you were saying something important. I did. I said it. I'm done. Okay. And I don't think important. they need to kill everybody in the blacklist because if you think about it, 22 episodes a season, if this thing lasts like five seasons, that's 100 people on that damn blacklist. Well, you have to start wondering, like, and as we start learning the motives as to why he's going for these people in the blacklist, I think the larger the list is, the yeah. crazier it gets. The well, my, 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 this is kind of my point. My point is so far, we have three, four blacklisters, three dead. Yeah. It seems like Spader's, because we know that Spader only does things, I'm sorry, Reddington only does things for himself. Yeah, but Wujin can, can, he only, Wujin can come escape. Right. Last week's villain can escape and come back, uh, you know, but, over vengeance. Yeah. For he doesn't even know. I think that Spader did anything. He's not one hundred percent. And what we've, if we've proven anything with, with these with these types of shows is that the FBI loses people like a maniac. They oh do. God, they do. I mean, like you well, if just they're on Fox, up. they do. Oh, right? If they're on Fox, if they're on Fox, <laughs> they just let them out. All right, we get enough, enough shots fired. <laughs> Jesus, we get it. I think we should. I think we'll move the prisoner in a Hyundai Elantra. All right, we'll take a back road. <laughs> the, the but point, isn't it going to be in his best interest to? to ax them because well, if they know... this is my know... point that I've been trying to make for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Joe, I wish you just come out there and say what you're trying to say. say. It makes you wonder I really wish you just come out there and say it. Oh, here he is. What I'm trying to say is... I think he's got something to say. Oh no. my God. No, say. the point I'm trying to make is it makes you wonder about Spader's motivations. He does things for himself. Yeah. The, I wonder if this blacklist, I said this last week, is his hit list because three out of four are dead. Like, you know, it just seems like, oh, I've got a new blacklister for you. His name is Nando. I'm like, uh-oh, Nando's going to die. Poor Nando. <laughs> like, that's kind of what I Thanks, Joe. Oh, you're right. Supermax. Those parking tickets are going to get right? me. I knew it. But if they survive and they go to jail or whatever, they still have connections to the outside. And the whole reason he's able to do is what he's doing is because he's able to move freely still throughout the criminal world. Yeah. And Nobody let's be real. knows he's working yeah. for the FBI or helping the FBI or whatever he's doing for the FBI. Nobody right. knows about it. So if someone survives, it's going to get back into his little criminal community. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, let's let's be real. Getting picked up by the FBI doesn't mean all that much. Lorca got picked up. They all that ended up happening. They killed four FBI agents, blew up a helicopter, and uh, they picked him up in a van. Yeah, and they drove off. And he's the one responsible for making a hundred. Was it a hundred and six, hundred nine, one hundred and twenty, whatever? It was yeah, insane. witnesses People disappear. disappear. And then he was having a nice steak dinner in a back room. Yeah. But again, he's the he seemed to be the main villain, really, because he's the drug lord who's small potatoes to red. He's the one who made 109 people disappear. And that's not even count. Those are just witnesses. That's not even counting on yeah. people he does in everyday business as a drug dealer. Well, again, and yet they go for the guy whose job it is to clean up the mess. Well, again, he's like the laziest he... serial killer. He doesn't even go out there and get people. It's like people bring bodies to dispose of to him, and he gets rid of them. But the, the thing about the blacklist, the whole premise of the blacklist yeah. is I'm going to give you criminals that you don't know exist. These guys yes. aren't on your radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are the That's worst criminals yeah. that you've ever that you've never, never heard, heard of. of. Absolutely, and I know them. So this That's other guy, they, no, this other guy's yeah. on his radar. Like, okay, yeah. this guy's a bad guy. Like the FBI isn't like Spader's not just delivering crim- criminals. I mean, there's criminals. You know, the FBI is doing something. They're well, doing their job. I guess it makes him more valuable to be giving the criminals that they, the FBI don't know about. Well, that's the whole point of the show. Though. That's, that's the, whole the whole point. Premise. Of the the show. premise is I'm gonna, I'm gonna. There's a whole list of people out there you don't know about. They're bad. Yeah. They're on something called the blacklist. I'm gonna deliver them to, to you. But I, I think as opposed to the pilot had I know a real terrorist. I've been here, but then the, the, the pilot shows oh, the blacklist. Wait, I knew it was only a matter of time. It stars James Spader. I knew it was only a matter of time. Poor Nando. Well, the pilot had a real terrorist. There was a real terrorist that was on the blacklist that, that the FBI thought was dead. This right. guy is just some invisible guy who you, 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 you he does a service. You drop off a body, 
it disappears. But remember, there's a big difference between those two well, guys. Well, for, for, from, from this episode, Spader wanted nothing to do with this whole episode. I mean, until. I call, call it an episode. It's creepy. But, it, but this whole adventure, until until he found out that the Stewmaker was involved, and then he became an, an interested. So, I mean, I think it could be argued that if Spader had not, if there was not a personal uh, vendetta against the Stewmaker for something obviously he did at some point to Spader, however many years ago, uh, I don't think there's any chance that uh, Elizabeth Keene would have survived this episode because... Yeah. She's the world's would, worst profiler. Would, right? <laughs> I mean, it was her first day on the job when she got put in this duty yeah. anyway, but it's like, obviously, she would not survive without she Red. Was, look, she was doing a very good job of profiling the old uh, Stewmaker to the best of her ability while she was, while she was you know, yeah. in, in, in captive. She would have been dead many times over if it wasn't many, for Red. Many, many, <laughs> many, many times. Many, times. Well, but, but you know what? Interesting thing. Lorca even said when 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 uh, Red was meeting with him, uh, that's his name, right? Lorca? Lorca. Yeah. yeah. He even said, he said, it looks like you're the one that's uh, getting emotional over over your, you know, yeah. over this. So, yeah. so even even the drug lords like saying, yeah, this one's an emotional. This guy's hitting your emotional buttons. This apparently. is the first time we saw uh, Red show any sort of. Um he, he looked flustered for the first time. Yeah. Mm. He looked very concerned because he's been infallible the entire mm. time. He can't. He won't budge. You can throw anything at him. There he's was, not going to move. He's not going to bat an eyelash. But he got. He was worried when they were in the car. Sorry. No, that's it. No, that, that's when it. When they were in the car, he's like, "Come on, moment. come on, come on." I was like, "Oh, there you are." That yeah. was a great. Oh, I see you. Yep. That was a great I moment. I see you. Great, super subtle acting choice by Spader, or yep. whatever that moment was. He's one ring, by the way. He calls yeah. up. He calls up the uh, the service with the so dog, yeah. and, he, and he calls up the dog. And he, one ring. He's like, "Come on." Yeah. Like, oh, like, there you are. Um, not for anything. Not for anything. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just to be a little bit of a douche. Yeah, too late. Have you? That's ooh, one, don't be a douche. That pen was thrown. Whoa. Have you? Oh, my neck. <laughs> I'm no Elizabeth Keene. I can't get you. I can't get you in the neck from across the room. Um, <laughs> Good. If I was Elizabeth Keene, though, you'd be dead. Yes. That's how this works. Oh yeah. Um, uh, what the heck were we talking? Oh, the one. Uh, that was one of those moments. I was like. Um, bullshit, they answered on the first ring. And bullshit, they ever talked to him about it's anything. It's a government agency. Come no on. No chance. Right. Shut down. If you've ever called about your dogs, if you've ever had a problem, like, like we've had we've had the people come to our house, be like, um, how many dogs are here? We're like, one. Show us everything. All right. And then if you call to follow up, God help you. That's well, like three hours of your day. Hey, he was he was worried. Like, he did a very good I'm just job. saying. I, 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 I bought it all. all I'm right. just saying. Well, let's, I want to. We were doing a pretty. This is a pretty long recap of the first episode. No, we'll there's a lot our, of info we'll there. Some specifics, yeah, but I want to want to thank you all for joining us on iTunes um, and listening to and downloading downloading us. If you are listening to us now uh, and you're not seeing us, that means you're downloading us on iTunes. We very very much appreciate that. We're doing the very best we can to do a great show for you to have our show live up to the blacklist, and hopefully our analysis is is is. Uh, is helpful and, and thought provoking. Or at least fun. Or at least fun. <laughs> if not helpful, intelligent, or thought provoking, yes. fun. When we're not talking about beards and the, and the following. Yes. <laughs> but, I never said it. All right. Whatever. So anyway, thank you. Uh, please rate us. Please continue to tell us what you think. Um, we, we, we like to hear what you think, good and bad. Um, rate us, you know, five stars because why Joe Flippo? We love fives. But if, you know, it's not a five, it's okay. But we like fives, right? And thanks for watching on YouTube as well and AfterBuzz TV. And please, please, we should remind you that if you're fans of AfterBuzz and you know our, you've been listening to us and every other show here on AfterBuzz, you know that uh, Maria and Kevin and all of our movie is is now on DVD, Serial Buddies, which you know, which was in the theaters and it was on demand, and now it's finally on DVD, Serial Buddies. Uh, it is very, very funny, starring a bunch of bunch of great people, uh, Kathleen Gifford and. And McDonald and Henry yeah, Winkler. Artie Lang. Henry Winkler and Artie Henry Lang. Winkler's a narrator, yeah. Yeah, a bunch of cool people. And uh, produced by Maria. Beth Bears from Two Broke Girls. Beth, Beth Bears. And Maria's in it, too. So yeah, Maria Menounos. Please uh, check it out on DVD. 
whenever you can is available. Now, that's all. That's all I got. All right, so let's should move we, forward. Should we talk about Tom and Lizzie? I want to talk about Tom and Lizzie. Well, let's talk. Well, yeah. Let's, um, like, like Julia. Wait, who's going to talk about Tom and Lizzie? You're I was going to talk about Tom and Lizzie. Were you? Yeah. You okay. were. But no. I have things to say as well. Well, well then, actually, then in that case, you should talk no, about Tom no, and Lizzie. No, no, no. That was your idea. You, know, you, you can talk about Tom and Lizzie, but I, but I did want to ask Julia. I want to start with Julia because she wanted to talk about, some, we want to talk about uh, Red. We'll start with Red instead of where his character is or isn't or what's, what's going on with Spader. Is that what we decided we're going to do? I don't know if that's what we decided, but I can talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. What do you want to talk about, Julia? Some, well, I don't care. What, whatever it is, I just want you to talk about it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> this carefully choreographed dance no. is brought to you by Serial Buddies. Jeez. <laughs> just, I'm listening. I'm all here. <laughs> Well, now I'm on the spot. Uh, well, if we're talking about Red, um, well, what we just just now touched on, which was really uh, sort of a flagship moment for me, is is now that he we're seeing him crack a, not crack. I would never say crack, mm-hmm. but um, we're seeing uh, some layers strip away a little bit. Very and, subtly, we're seeing some layers peel back. And we saw it just in a ginormous way when he was doing his little speech about the farmer to the stewmaker. That was a side of red we have not seen yet. That we've seen him so far in his fancy hats and his flipped up collars and drinking his brandy and mm-hmm. being oh so debonair and quippy yep. and has a little something to say about everything and is the smartest guy in the room. Smug charm. Smug charm. Yes. And mm. you, this time I in that out. one scene, he was diabolical. Mm-hmm. He was evil. Well, he, he was out for criminal. vengeance. He, he was, but we haven't mm. seen that yet. Right. You know, we've seen well, him we just seen him cool, show collected. his emotions. Yeah, we haven't seen him show his emotions to one of the people on the blacklist. Like the pilot, he was buddy buddies with that guy. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, yeah. even the, 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 the action of turning Lizzie around so she wasn't watching. She yeah. wasn't right. seeing what he was doing. She could hear everything. Yep. But, um... Uh, that speech he did, the farmer's Shall speech, we? straight monologue. It was, was really, just it was brilliant. awesome. It was great, and it sounded like he definitely felt it was talking about himself, but he also kind of threw that over at the stewmaker too. And, and I, I wonder, so there was a little confusion on that. I wonder if it wasn't about the stewmaker to begin with, wasn't it? I felt it was really know. more about him. You, you felt it was more autobiographical. It, yeah. I listened to it a couple times because I went, I went back and forth on that too. I think uh, they they might you know parallel each other in some parts, but well, don't forget that he talks him. about the farmer losing everything and people he loved, and then of course he grabbed that, and then of course Red grabbed that picture of that and girl. And why is he telling it to him specifically? Yeah, because obviously he had something to do with whoever that picture was. But the stewmaker has no idea who Red is because he didn't seem to be really concerned with who yeah, Red he was. Like, he was like, Does Red? he have to? No, it doesn't again, have to. He's it not the be. guy who picks these people to kill. Exactly. He's the one who's just told, but here's he, a lot of money, kill he's this He's enough guy. for Red to be pissed off enough to, about him to do that little monologue toward him, though. Which is interesting. Well, how do you do it? Shall we begin? Is that how we start? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, I looked, I love, like, you're, you're spot on, Julia, with that. I think I love the fact that, you know, Spader's Spader. You know, he has this show on his back. He's, you know, he's kicking ass. But I think that what's great to see is that we know who Red is and we know who all, all the, the pop collar and all that stuff and what he's doing and the cool, but. The way he's subtly peeling back these layers as to who this guy is and who his motivations are. I think if if I get a little of that each week again, each week I get a little more of who Red is and what his motivations are. I think it's just a very, very subtle well, and cool it's, performance. It's making as much think. as it is over the top. Like, you know, Spinner's doing a lot of over-the-top hammy shit, but he's also bringing it back and doing some really cool acting. It's making too. me think that the character of Red... Is is just that he's a character. That's not who right. who, who Ray Reddington mm. really is. Right. I think he he is that guy to the FBI because the second 
that he flipped over the stew maker and boiled them all up. You could he see it. Turned. You could see it switch when he put his hands on his head, and the FBI came in and goes, "Nice blouse." Yeah, yeah. like how do you get here? It was like it was blouse. like Ed Norton in uh, in Primal Fear. It was like one of those moves, you know? Yeah, a little <laughs> like, bit. But yeah, but I think that this, you know, at the very beginning, like they, when they when they ran his whole you know dossier and they ran his whole biography. I mean, Red Reddington is a master criminal, super spy, bad guy. And so when we meet Spader, and he's like, "Hello," <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, this guy's not so bad. He's a big teddy bear." But really. He's a freaking master criminal super spy. Well, you got the you got the taste of it last week when he shot the uh, the Chinese guy and didn't didn't bat an eyelash, but the Chinese programmer got shot. Yep. And and we knew that guy. You know, I think that we we discussed not we discussed, but they discussed earlier in the episode that he hadn't seen his family in two years because he'd been on this assignment. This was a human being. They went yeah. a little bit of a little bit of length to make him a human being. Yep. And and then cold blooded, like set him up, got him killed. Yep. Then ended up finishing the job before the guy could say anything. And and played it all off, but you got that cold blooded moment last week, so you got you got a taste of what he was able to do, what he was capable of, and no hesitation, like no hesitation, None. even, even this time. for a second. Like he 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 only hesitated to give his speech, but once he kicked him, like it was like boom, you're in, you're in the bath. I he flipped I'm out him, of here. Yeah, I'm sorry, he flipped. flipped. He, he know, flipped him in the bath and turned around and was gone. As was affected over. as affected as Lizzie was last week when Red shot that guy, she seemed that much more traumatized. Over this death, this week. I mean, she oh, I called think, him a monster. She, well, because she, she heard the speech. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess so. I just thought that was interesting. And, this and, guy's even more guilty. This and guy, she, and she knows that he didn't shoot him first. He didn't kill him first and put him in acid. He killed him in the acid. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's brutal. That's, that's pretty. Did, did he like prep that. that acid, or was the acid already prepped? No, no the, it was the, prepped. The, the acid was prepped by oh, the, yeah. the stew maker. Right. Yeah. 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 Stew maker got cooked in his own stew. Bum bum bum. It's true. It's what happened. No. <laughs> it has happened. It happened. It just didn't yeah, work. Look at the look on it, it Nando's face. I wasn't trying to be humorous. I'm just saying it's what happened. Uh, you were trying to be humorous. Oh, bump, bump, bump. Didn't trigger that. That was that. Well, that's what they did. That was amusing. Thank you. Wait, wait, I want to say one more thing. Yeah, do it. One of the things I think they've, they've gone to great lengths, and, and I really enjoy, is the, is the control uh, is the control that Spader has. The, the subtlety that, 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 that he showed on that phone call, right? That is the absolute... And flipping him into the acid. Those are the two most... Uh, real moments that we've had in this entire show from him. From him. Aff- Everything authentic. else has been completely affected. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's interesting to me that it takes a lot of discipline to create that, to create a character that is so yeah. affected, so completely disengaged from all the normal buttons that the FBI could push to control you or other people could use to control you, so that when you see those little moments, those little those little teeny flashes of it, they jump out at you. They're huge. Yeah, they're I like agree. fireworks, but but they're so subtle. And it makes you want more. Yes, it does. you want more. So it oh, makes you tune yeah. in to get to see more of those glimpses. Because I'm telling you, I would love to see, kind of like you said, with the first ring, like, come on, you want to see him unnerved. Yeah. You want to yeah. see someone kind of get the best of Red for a little bit. This is yeah. what Spader doing what he does. Yeah. Oh, he's reeling so us in. Good. So good. Yeah. And, you know, and for, all, for all my, last week I was like, you know, I'm getting sick of the pop collar and the hat and the da-da-da. Now I'm like, I'm starting to feel the character. Like, he's created this character. I'm like, so t- when I saw him this week, I'm like, oh, it's Red. He's you know got what? the vest and he's got the hat, and that's that's that's. But the you don't you didn't even talk it. about you didn't even think about the clothing this time, and it goes no. to show you no. that maybe when things are a little stagnant or just a little too automatic, you can't help but look at things like outfits, and that's that's when you start noticing that. But when you're really entranced by the plot and the right. character development. You you're willing to forgive all that. You're willing to forgive the the hat that the guys wearing. Well, this or is whatever. my point. Yeah. I think that my point earlier was I was so focused on like what's Spader doing? Who's Spader think he is in that hat? And now I'm like, that's Red's hat. That's a great hat because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. And you know, mm. and then the other thing, the other like affectation we talked about last week, which is the laugh, which I you was did just this. Say- she did this week. <laughs> it's personal. 
Exactly. He did it every, you know, if he does it every week, I'll be so happy. Because last week I was like, oh, I hope he didn't do that shit every week. And I'm like, it. do it next week. And I will say, it wasn't a pen, but it was a sharp object yeah, into her that, that, neck-like area. Yeah. Yes, we did, get, we did get that. That was rough and tumble. We did get that, I yeah. felt pretty good about that. Really I missed that. that. I missed that. that, about that in a second. But, uh, and the last thing I'll say about Spader is he, he gives me, what I also realized, he gives me a new vocabulary word every week. Like every week, I like I'm like I go to I'm like looking looking up something. This week, uh, he told he said said uh, he told wrestler that uh, his answers need to be braviloquent. Ooh, Ooh. he's like. He's going to ask you questions. Your answers need to be braviloquent. Yes. I'm like, exactly. Ooh. What the hell, the hell is that? that mean? Mean? <laughs> I do the same thing though. I look up some of the words he says. What yes. if Wrestler died it. because while he's trying to think of an answer, he's like, "What? Wait, is this braviloquent? Right? Is this braviloquent? And braviloquent is braviloquent is with brevity, with brevity. Like make your answers quick and short. Like, but you know, make your answers quick and short. He says braviloquent because he's red reading too. B R braviloquent. B R E V I L O Q U. Today's show is brought to you by the letter B and the word. Berliviquent. <laughs> Berliviquent. But how yes. weird is that it would take a lot longer and a lot less brief to look up that yeah, word right. than to just say short and brief. Yeah. Short and brief. Just yeah. make, make your words short and brief. So, that would not match his hat. But Red, uh, <laughs> and then and then the last thing I'll add about Red, and we can run to you, Joe, is uh, I did like, we talked about this earlier, but that, that test scene when he brought uh, wrestler with him, mm-hmm. and the whole thing is not responsible for you. That was kind of like a, it was also a test, and it was like, this is the world I live in. I do believe that you can handle yourself, but I'm going to out you, so if you're who you say you are, you're going to be fine. If you're not, you're dead, and you're you know dead. what? You should have been dead anyway, because you're in my way. And sure enough, props to wrestler, he did it. Yeah. Like, and he, he only got, he only got rid of the knife, dispatched to the guy, but had a great story and was on point. That was, that was, I, that and was I got to say, I was so grateful as a viewer that Diego uh, got to do something that wasn't involving just being mad. Yes. I just, yeah. inv- like I you said, he's the angry black guy who's not black. Angry black, redheaded white guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's an ABM redheaded white I guy. I don't trust you, Flippo. I don't trust anything about you or anybody you've ever met or anybody you'll ever know. All right. And I'm just going to say this again and again. But I really enjoyed that, and I enjoyed that he got right. to. Uh, I'm not the guy you kill. That was really cool, and, and mm. I enjoyed that very much. So, Joe, tell, what, what, what do you got on uh, Lizzie and uh, Tom? Let, let's talk about Tom and Lizzie. Let, yeah. First off, I'm just stunned that you trust Tom. He's so dreamy. I do. I, I'm, I'm I sorry. I'm just. Uh, you, 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 put I, you know a, what? I have. You talk, and then you put a pair of glasses and a little bit of scruff on a guy and, and a sweater, and all of a sudden, he's just he's the most nicest guy in the whole world. I am a sucker. I am a sucker for a little scruff and right? a little sweater. Oh, like, oh, he's got some glasses and scruff. Look at him. Oh, he's so oh, nice. Hey, Joe Braswell. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I put glasses on for those of you who are not. Those glasses, I, I don't even think they have lenses. I think those are a pure affectation. I think the glasses came with Brass's hat. Oh, oh, I said it. I said I'm taking the mine now. That was a All mine. Right. <laughs> Check you, out. you took Nando's glasses? Yeah, well, so I was hoping you just put them on and realize that they were real. All right. All right. Um, anyway. So anyway, Tom and Lizzie. Tom, I, I, I just, the whole thing is, he, he's too sweet, he's too nice, and, and, and I, you know, and it's interesting to me that he's constantly putting that little teeny bit of pressure on her. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's okay. It's okay that your job sucks and is ruining our marriage. It's okay. It's okay that you're, you know, you've been gone. Like, you're gone for 22 hours, tortured, and you come back home, and your husband tells you, it, it's okay that that happened. I'm okay with it. You, you right. don't have to, you don't owe me an apology yeah. that you were getting tortured. Like, well, and I get it. She can't tell him anything. I, I got that. And obviously now you got to lay This guy's on. straight from the, from the CW. He's straight from the WB. He, he's Dawson's Creek. He's like, he's jumped, like, he jumped right off Felicity and Dawson's absolutely. Creek. Absolutely. Right into the blacklist. Absolutely. He's so, and, and Julia's like, and? I don't want to wait. <laughs> and the problem being. Right? Sorry. <laughs> sorry. So, so I don't, I don't trust our boy Tom. I think there's something up with Tom, clearly. Um, yeah. 
Uh, and I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm very excited to see what happens when we go to Angel Station um, on, on June 23rd, 2012. There it Ooh. is. Angel Station. Why? If he was such a bad guy yes. and he was this, hey, and he was this murderous criminal. Yeah. Would he take her back to the scene of his murdering crime? Well, that wasn't necessarily the scene because remember well, that it, when she looked up the date and he came to see her, she had photos of them together. He has an alibi, and she's his alibi for that because day. Because that was there. What if it was she? There it was in Boston. Going, in Boston, in, in Angel Station. Right, but what if she was straight up an alibi? What if? Mm. What if? Like she's out. It's three in the morning, and I sneak out and I whack so and so and such and such. I stashed the gun. I'm back in bed. She never knows. Yep. And I have a built-in alibi with an, uh, a girl training at Quantico but to be an FBI agent. why take your FBI agent wife back? Well, first of all, Angel Station, if you looked at the brochure, I, I paused it. It's in the Berkshire Mountains, which isn't too far away from Boston. So it's probably right. doable that he could spend time with her and disappear for a couple of hours. Boom. And do that. Impossible as it may sound, Julia. It is, it is possible, but it's not the exact <laughs> same location. So there still is. She's still trying to figure out I exactly. don't want to wait. Yeah, she's still trying to figure it out. Interesting. I also looked up the date. I, I looked up the date of June twenty third, twenty twelve, because for some reason I just wanted did, to did look you think it up. Hap- something yeah. happened. I think it's something really happened in real life. And according, what happened uh, on June twenty third, twenty twelve? Ashton Eaton breaks the decathlon world record at the United States Olympic trials. We it. have cracked this case. That's it. <laughs> right there, blew it wide That's open. It. Ashton Eaton. I just figured some real world event might have happened. And uh, there you go, Ashton Eaton. That kid's a he's on the blacklist. He's well, he's, well, he's, he's half black. Half he's black. half black. There you go. Yeah, I mean, but Ashton, but he's a uh, he's, he's a good athlete. I don't think Tom is 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 I just don't think he's a bad guy. I have no no doubt about it that he's up to something that he's mm. there for a reason. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it is a bad reason. So he's a bad guy but he's not a bad guy. Is that <laughs> right? Not a bad guy. Just because he's watching maybe he's there to watch over her. Maybe he was put there by Red. Maybe Oh, he's there to watch over her, is he? You know, he's just there to I watch don't over her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I he just you know what? Straight over from the CW. We, we, we don't know enough to about watch, to watch over her. A nice, sensible sweater. He calls her Joey when she's asleep. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> and you're okay. so proud of yourself, both of you. So amusing. I gotta agree with. I'm sure he's, he's lovely. I am not a CW fan, but I gotta agree with Julia. So uh, right. there you go. Yeah. Um, I'll was, I was take it back to the WB days. Oh yeah, WB days. The WB days. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, right. uh, anything else on, on Lizzie and Tom? Well, I like the I like the up and down in the episode. She had that relief when she's looking at the pictures from mm-hmm. from June 23rd, and she's like, "Oh shit, thank God it's not you." And then, of course, it gives her the, the pamphlet. We're going to yeah. Angel Station. She's We're like, We're going oh. back to where I committed this murder you think I did. Remember how I didn't kill those people, but then I did, and then I didn't, and now I did again. I, just, I really did it. I'm just being really nice guy and watching over you. Yeah. I don't want to wait. <laughs> Listen, I just, that, that moment when they were together doing their thing, when, when she's like, Boston. Oh, that's right. We're in Boston. Oh, that's right. On oh, no, a spectacular piece of acting by, uh, by your girl, by the way. Anyway. Uh, Elizabeth Keene. You didn't anyway, like Megan Boone in that moment. Megan, Megan Boone. Well, you know, like, you know, you had a moment. I understand. All right, I had a moment. Okay. Anyway, so Megan, but in that, in that moment where Megan Boone is like, uh, or Elizabeth Keene, Lizzie Keene, as we call her, uh, realizes that oh, we're in Boston. He's like, yeah, we're in Boston, babe. Didn't you want to do this? I, that whole that, that whole thing was off. I felt no real genuine. I don't know if it was the acting or just the. Moment. I feel like these are two people who are both spies. And both trying to outwit each other, and both know secrets about each other. No one's in love here. This is weird. They're both acting. I thought that was the actual acting that made me feel the whole thing felt stilted and stiff. And I just, 
Didn't buy any of it. I don't, I, I'm going to respectfully disagree. I, I, don't, thought, I don't believe this dude. I li- well, I don't believe him, but I like. But I don't think we're supposed to. But I liked her. I thought her reaction was genuine. I thought there was so much well, relief on her face. Well, then maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm reading it as not. not I want to call it bad acting because I think I think Elizabeth, Megan Boone's great. But I mean, I'm talking about in that moment, you know, the the characters themselves were having a bit of like forced interaction there. Like they're both their mind. Like she's he's thinking, I'm gonna. I know secrets, and she's thinking he's a bad guy, but he's not. I don't want to <laughs> Muppets. Anyway, I don't know. We'll see. We'll mm. see how it plays out. But I, you know, I, I do. Lo- I do love this whole this whole. Oh, subplot. it's a good. It's a good subplot. And then, I agree and then on the sub subplot of Mr. Apple, which we didn't get to. Yeah. Yeah. We still. Yeah. Mr. Apple. So they're still being observed. There's still yeah. cameras in their house. Who's yep. watching it? We don't. And know. I think well, the casting guy. of Apple's crew. I don't think if I had, I had an opportunity to talk about this. It was last week, right when they wired the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the casting's so great because you got that one guy who just looks Russian, like mm-hmn. the one dude. Sure yeah. did. He didn't. He <laughs> sure like, did. I am Vlad. I hear for everything to put camera. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there was no that guy's Slavic. Something's wrong. Yeah. But then you're like, but the other guys, they might be American. Oh crap! Who's wiring the house? Yep. That was that was that good was very, casting. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. So Nana, what about uh, what about what about Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Bubblemaker, Mr. Bubblebath, yeah. Mr. Bubblebath? <laughs> well, first of all, I, I think it's interesting that uh, <laughs> I think Stewmaker's a little more dangerous sounding than Bubblebath. On my blacklist, he'd be Mr. Bubblebath, right? Yeah, you know who's in town? The Bubblebath. Call the FBI. The Bubblebath. You don't want to Peter in the horn. You don't want to get trapped into one of his bubbles. Okay, right. so tell us about Bubble Bath. Well, first of all, let's just say it's a phenomenal performance, uh, a very subtle yet phenomenal performance by uh, Tom Noonan. Agreed. Oh, that. Oh. Tom and, Noonan. and it's really interesting that you said that this kind of reminded you a little bit of Hannibal mm-hmm. because his first huge role, he's, he's a character actor, done a lot of stuff, but his first, his biggest role was he was the tooth fairy killer in, in Maneater. He was. So, oh. yeah. yeah. So kind of a return of roots for him in a way. So he really. Was, yeah, he was the... In the original Man Eater, in Man Eater, not Red Man-Eater. Dragon, not Red Dragon. He was he was the uh, the Tooth Fairy Killer, the Fines role. The, 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 who played him? Ralph didn't, didn't Ralph? Was, there, was it Ray Fines? Ray Fines. Ray, Ray Fines played him in Red Dragon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so and it was Tom. And he Nude. played it in the yeah. Peterson version. Right. Yes. So uh, so very interesting about that. Yeah. And yeah. and again, yeah, it, it was a very serial killer. I mean, he is a serial killer. Like sure. I said before, I I, I joke that he's like the, a lazy serial killer, but you definitely. I thought it was interesting because you definitely saw. With the plastic room, it, it gave you uh, uh, reminisced you a little bit of Dexter. Yeah, and then with him walking around naked, all old, like not really a built guy, but kind of like just old scraggly guy, mm-hmm. very Breaking Bad, especially when he put the mask on, mm-hmm. very very like meth addict type of guy. And dare I even say, he kind of reminds going back to Dexter, he kind of reminded me a little bit of the of the Trinity Killer. Oh. Of John Lithgow's character in a Trinity Killer, especially having the family that's totally unaware of uh, what he goes and, and seeming to have a different, a double life. It's very trim- so. A lot of that. Uh, this this um, episode really re- reminded me so many different things. I even got a little grim feeling out of it. It just hmm. I, I, this. You know what? The show is reminding me of grim. I'll talk about that later. I'll, let me get more to him. But he was just a great, great character. Uh, again, it was it was someone that no one knows about in the underbelly, and uh, just seeing him meticulously get to work and do his yeah. little things. This is the kind of people that really... This is the, this is the boogeyman. For all says, out of say, all of them, this is the boogeyman. That's terrifying. He's oh. one of the creepiest things I've seen on television yeah, all, all in a really all long time. All that's terrifying. And, and we do Hannibal, so that's, that's, yeah, that's saying that's a lot. Yeah, that's saying something. But, uh, I mean, yeah. Mushroom Guy and Cello Neck Guy, and, and, and notwithstanding. Cello Neck Guy. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, this, he was very, very creepy. He had the burns on him. He looked like and the burns. Again, yeah. scars. But again, scars. Yeah. There seemed to be like a scar... Um, theme going on too between Lizzie and now he's got all this stuff on his body mm. and everything too. I thought that was really, really interesting. just his, his 
posture, you know? He wasn't your usual serial killer with the bravado and uh, just the way he held himself and the way he spoke and he it, was it, just it, hunched over. It just really it was very, the character there, home. there was a tremendous amount of vulnerability in the way he played it. You didn't, you yeah. didn't put anything on. You just got the sense that here's a, a, a relatively tired older man yep. doing a job yep. that, that, that he was really, really good at. And yeah, I, I really it, it I, what he brought, he was so vulnerable. That was the well, thing. Well, you get the sense that like now that we knew they had the family and that we knew the, the the son he started later in life with. He 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 treated like this 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 job he had almost like it was like fly fishing. Like yeah. you know, I did a little bit of relaxing here, you know, on the river. It's like it's his hobby to relax. He unwinds exactly. to build this. He's meticulous at it. He's fantastic at mm-hmm. it. And it was really yeah, very terrifying. The fact that he you know had the family. He has a cabin in the woods. He's very good at it. And seeing Let, that scene and, with him and Lizzie, uh, Lizzie trying to profile him and, and get into his mind. And he's kind of like, yeah. And saying, yeah, well, I, I, I took, it's my job to make you suffer. I told him I'd Have make you suffer. So, yeah. and then he starts doing all this stuff, even though he's bonding with her. And he oh, took yeah. the, he took the uh, blindfold off. He's playing Nat King Cole. It was just really, really, the whole thing was just really Let, creepy. Let's just, let's just be clear. If you have a creepy cabin in the woods yeah. and your wife isn't allowed to go there. Yeah. Or if you know Something's people that are like on. that, don't hang out with them. Yep. Because yeah. if their wives aren't invited to the cabin, there's some shit going on at the cabin. I think yeah. we've learned that. It's just this place to get away, and you know, I don't. Where is? I don't know where it is. I don't there's know no way. street names. No he's, street names. It's um, weird. But I've never been there, and he needs to relax sometimes and do stuff. He's got vats. Lots of vats. Right. It's weird. <laughs> anyway, I also <laughs> thought it was very uh, a very interesting choice. You know, if I had just survived at the end of the episode where, where Lizzie Lizzie was uh, drawing a bath with that, which I thought was very she's. Relaxing after this ordeal, oh, yeah. where yeah. the stew maker makes this horrible bath for her, and she's sitting there, and this whole time about to go in this horrible mixture. The first thing she does when she gets home to unwind is, "Let me take a hot bath." No, no, I don't know. Shower, 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 please. I'm like, wait a minute, ever. really? Lizzie gonna unwind by taking a bath and gonna jump right in that bathtub? All right. Well, she didn't get dangerously close to that bathtub. He was nowhere near put it, throwing her Still, in there yet. I'm so. not trying to be in the bathtub. <laughs> you know, she smelled the drain. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Might, yeah. might be a while. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so that was that guy. So let's, um, I just want to say just very briefly, like, you know, about in general, what I, all I want to talk about was just the general sense of all these characters and how I'm feeling about it. I mentioned Red, how I feel about Red. I'm really starting to, you know, you know, believe him. Wrestler again, we're starting to see some some depth and kind of what he can do other than be angry and what he's about. Lizzie as well. I feel like she's, you know, it's she's centralized. She's a central character here, but we're still sort of peeling back the layers with her. But even with people like Lennox, who... You know, I wrote down his line. He's like three lines, you know, and, and the yeah. whole thing, you know, and it's like. And he didn't say Nairobi once. No, so he I don't didn't. even know what he's talking about. Uh, what was the, I don't remember, like, uh, anyway, I don't remember. He had, I wrote down some of his line, but I don't, I don't see him here. But anyway, they're very small lines. What I realize is, is that he's a, you know, we talked about he's a fantastically stage, actor of the stage and screen, a wonderful actor. Sometimes it takes a fantastic actor in that role to be able to, uh, do the most minimal things. In other words, we know what he has back there, just his weight in general. It's kind of like Lawrence Fishburne on Hannibal. Oh, I was going to say you the same I mean? thing, yeah. It's like you, you he comes with a certain weight and and, and, and There's a gravitas. And, and a gravitas. Yeah. And, and so there's a, he can just show up and say, like, get on the phone. And, and, and not for anything, over here. we make fun of the whole Nairobi and Matrix thing, but that kind of stuff, you know, as an actor, you, you take that with you into your next role. So we all yeah. have that relationship with him already. So he already has an authority. Yep. So they don't need to waste the time or spend the time establishing his authority. He already has it. Yep. So, so that's kind of a, you know it allows for them for them to not only take short say take a shortcut, but they don't have to go and establish him because he's already there. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. So, um, it's personal. I want your man. I don't know what I wrote down here. Just something on it. Oh, I did want to. Um, Spader had a great line when he said, 
he's the stew maker. You're going to need a plumber. I love that line. You're going to need a plumber. <laughs> I didn't commercial. I was like, yeah, get his painter. He had some good ones. What are you saying? How'd you like to get that call? Landing in a ginormous pile of Christmas. Yeah, I yes. love that line. Yeah, that's a great one. Great I love stuff. that line. He was, he was delivering. I wrote that one he's, down he's, somewhere. He's doing his thing. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so great episode. We're all in agreement. We love it. Love Black it. Green. Yes. I'm in. All right. Yes. Fantastic. Well, let's let's jump into a little news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Um, ratings. Ratings. Ratings are, uh, we all have a bit of ratings news. I mean, the blacklist continues to to dominate in the ratings and actually do some things that are that are unprecedented for NBC standards or television standards. Joe Flippo? Uh, uh, the blacklist is NBC's top new fall drama since ER debuted in 1994. Wow. And is poised to surpass ABC's Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for top new drama among advertiser-friendly 18 to 49 uh 49-year-olds this week. Now, it hasn't done that yet, but if it does, that would be pretty epic. And since 1994, that's almost 20 years. It's a yeah. lot of dramas in NBC, too. I mean, yeah. NBC hasn't always been the crapper. You're talking about this is Order. Yeah. This is in 94. That was when they were on top of the world with, yeah, with, so with friends on Thursdays and uh, and, well, and uh, Seinfeld. It's great and, news for NBC, you're saying. Yeah, this is huge. awesome news. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, so you know, the, the plus three and the plus seven ratings were helping. And uh, I think it's well-deserved. I think the show's good. Right. I think yeah. that, and it's sticking. Yeah. It's sticking. It's not like people tune in for the first episode and then kind of, you know, trailed Jump off ship. like Revolution or some of these yeah. other shows. And NBC was the number one network on Monday night. Uh, it had the voice lead in, but right. uh, it, it actually went up. In, uh, I don't think it went up. I don't think it went up from its demo uh, or from its lead in, but it went up from a point three, uh, from a three to a 3.2. 3.2, yeah. From, last, right. from the week before. The voice is a juggernaut, man. That's, yeah, that's the voice is a juggernaut. So, so, I mean, like, that's a double... A double good, whammy. Double so good, good for NBC. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we never talked about Spader and the fact that he, uh, he has a big year for him. He's also, you know, he's, he's, he's um, Oh, yeah. It was, uh, well, they announced it a few months ago at Comic-Con that he is uh, set to play in Marvel Studios, or the, the ultra-villain Ultron. Uh, Marvel Studios uh, Avengers 2, The Age of Ultron, and he uh, says he's starting to shoot next year, so it shouldn't conflict with Blacklist. And he did say when he was doing some uh, little promo circuit for Blacklist that he's already begun preparing for the role. He went in recently, and they took extensive photographs and head scans, body scans, just to well, get him doing into they, the Yeah, what they're doing the suit, with him is whatever what they that did. Robot suit is. Actually, what they did with him, I think, is what they're going to do with, or uh, what they did with Mark Ruffalo for the Hulk is what yeah. they're going to do with him. So he's going to have a fancy little outfit, but they're going to, with lots of dots and whatever, green screen yeah. type stuff, yep. but it's going to turn into something huger like yeah. when he's the Hulk, but yeah. I, I have a, a, an extensive deep dive on that on Grantland.com on, on my Ooh. visit to ILM and the Avengers. If you want to check that out, that's Ooh. okay. Anyway, yes. it was uh, good. But, and, but, but, and, yeah, go ahead. And do you want me to do tickety tickety? Yeah, man. Yeah. We, got, we, got some people. Ooh, we haven't had the tickety tickety. Oh, okay, cool. I missed it. All right, I'm just going to do, I'm going to start off with iTunes. Thanks to uh, AWL124, AWL124, uh, and somebody called No Possible Nicknames. Yes. I love that. <laughs> Uh, Phil Boots, uh, Phil Boots <laughs> wasn't too happy with a lot of the banter last week, no, but, uh, Phil but still, Boots, and it happens. Uh, Tan Linner and then Elizabeth Gardner, also another one about, need to talk about the episode more. So we'll work on that. We'll yeah. work on that. Thank you for that. But no, we love, we love the range. We Dodgers, he said. We, I mentioned the Dodgers once, but I wear a Dodger uh, uniform. So it's not fine. everyone's a Dodger <laughs> fan. And then it. on YouTube, we had Savage Girl of 1980, Alex Tungate, Phil Boots, Danielle Brown, uh, Sharanami, Sharanami, uh, Tickled Lady, and Matsus Zamzinski. I know I'm saying it wrong, so you I apologize know. for saying it wrong, but you know what? We appreciate you guys writing, and we read all this stuff. Did I, you I say Danielle Brown? I did say Danielle Brown. Okay. Okay. She's great. Thank you for all for listening. Thank you all for commenting. Yep. Please continue to do so, mm-hmm. uh, and we will try to get better. 
uh, even if the Dodgers win. <laughs> we will get better. When the Dodgers win, when the Dodgers win, it's going to be all Dodgers podcast. I'm sorry, St. Louis, but when the Dodgers win. All right. So uh, let's go to predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. All right. This time, I'm going to go to Julia. Oh, man. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. You're always, me, you're always ready. You're always ready. I, oh, I hate predictions. I'm the worst. Okay, um, I'm predicting that uh, that picture, that dead girl that he pulled out of uh, the stew maker, mm-hmm. um, I'm predicting that that is Red's family member, mm-hmm. perhaps daughter, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not, but mm-hmm. it sort of correlates with this whole farmer analogy, everything taken away, mm-hmm. body strewn everywhere. Mm-hmm. Done. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to go one step further on that. I'm going to say that's Lizzie's sister. That's what uh, I'm gonna say. You took okay. mine. You took mine. I'm right. sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's cool. Okay. That's awesome. Right. That's Nando, awesome. Nando. Uh, I'm, were, you, were you done, Flip? I'm done. Everything else is pretty much Tom stuff, and we talked about it already. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I, I'm gonna say that uh, this is a long term prediction, but okay. I'm gonna say that eventually all these criminals are gonna have to know that Red's doing all this stuff. So. He's going to be captured by the criminals, and the FBI is going to end up saving him, Ooh. which is going to be interesting. Oh, King Wrestler and all of them, all of a sudden, trying to save save Red. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to eventually turn around that turn way. Yeah, Ooh, I like that. I like that too. I, 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 like I do. That I do I'm waiting for, and I'm sure it'll happen in sweeps. Uh, in either either the mid mid season sweeps or the end of sweeps, we'll have the super super blacklister. I'm waiting for the super like the red the main the, guy. Yeah, it'll be like it'll be like, it'll be like his brother. Like There's got to be one Fred Reddington. Mm-hmm. Fred Reddington, his maybe, brother. Maybe, maybe the house Spader play himself. Yes, yeah, Spader yeah. play both characters. Like his twin brother. You yeah. can just you can just. <laughs> but I'm, I'm waiting for the super blacklister, which will be great. But. Uh, I will take it one step further than you, you, and you. Mm-hmm. I think the picture was Lizzie, actually. I think the, uh, a young Lizzie. I'm going to say that because a young could, dead Lizzie. Well, dead no, Lizzie? I well, oh. I don't know. I, they did this. Mo- they just they did this take, and maybe I wasn't paying attention. It was a little boozy, but <laughs> too much information. No, but maybe I might have been roaring. I drink. might have been I don't hammered. Know. No, but they uh, they did this take where they showed the picture and they cut right to Lizzie, like it's it almost like in a quick cut. I'm like that was the same thing. So, so you're so, saying it was a Lizzie cut. Well, I don't know. I'm saying it's a sister it, it cut. It was a weird, but it could be a sister cut. I like that. But but do we know that the person was dead? Oh, well, they were all I would dead. take it as trophy. He takes trophies of the person. Okay, well maybe I don't watch the show. <laughs> it's sometimes starring James Spader. That's right. And uh, yeah, sometimes right. I drink, and it's hard to see the TV through I'm the tears. Like, is, is that you? Is that you, girl? Listen, next time, <laughs> next time, put the Dodgers on the small little pip Dodgers screen, and pip. then put right. Blacklist on the big screen. Okay. All right. Well, that's my right. prediction. It's bad. Julia, where can we find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram. Julia Carely. J u l i a c e a r l e y. Follow me. Joe Flippo. Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Joe Flippo, and you can find me on my website, uh, josephsanflippo.com. It's a great website. Nando? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at uh, Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. I mean it. Braswell. And where can I find you, Joe Braswell? You can find me on Joe's website at <laughs> josephsanflippo.com. <laughs> no, you can find me on, on Twitter at jokbraswell.com and Instagram at jobraswell.com. And uh, here in Rantland and Geek Magazine and some other places. So, uh, yeah. Don't throw a pen at me. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening every week and downloading us. We love you all. Go Dodgers. That's it. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. 
The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.